Welcome to the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio, where we bring you tools and inspiration for emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. I'm your host, Monica Gonzalez, yoga teacher, director at Vastu School of Yoga, and my co-host today is Coach Simone Kelly of Own Your Power Communications. You might want to say your co-host today is Barry White or Marge Simpson, but... (laughs) You don't sound like Barry White. No, maybe not that mm. deep, but um, I'm probably um, going to take it easy today. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at me now? <laughs> Chris said you sound like Barry White. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Oh, my You're fired. <laughs> Marge Simpson and her sisters. Um, so, yeah, last night we actually uh, were still celebrating my birthday. Yes, we were. So we went to uh, an event in on South Beach, and people were smoking. Smoking. Lots of stuff. I don't know <laughs> what exactly they were smoking, but it got no. apparently it got in my lungs. <laughs> so, um, I will, but why didn't you, you you lose your voice? I think because I talk too much. That's probably why. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't have those problems. Oh, because are you used to it? Is that what it is? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> for, for more information, tune in to our previous show called Medical Medicinal Marijuana and how they heal. <laughs> But I am, I am, um, I got some tips from my friends on Facebook on how to heal my voice, and it's kind of working. So I got, I got. So what what are quiet. the tips? Um, drink honey and lemon. I mean, that's a, a typical one. Mm-hmm. But they listed so many different Did ones. You put what? that on Facebook? Yeah, I posted on Facebook. Help! I need help. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody said, "Don't talk for an hour." And I was like, "Let's see if that can work." I don't know. <laughs> That's not why you text me said I'm not talking yeah, until yeah. 1.30. Yeah, I can't talk. Um, but it's working. I'm, 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 I'm sipping my tea. My, yeah, yeah, my honey. We're chilling in the Zen yeah. Den with honey tea. Well, yeah. you are. Yeah. And incense. And um, I'm happy to be back for another show And because um, last week was amazing. We had, it was kind of like a circus. So today will be refreshing. It was actually a lot of fun, though. Yeah. It, it was, was a circus. It was fun, but fun. it was a circus. We, we talked about um, what men want. Mm-hmm. And we had most of the men from um, the Own Your Power team. Herman yeah. Dubois. <laughs> Uh, Zay Live. Who else? Oh. Uh, Chris, Chris, who's here right now. Chris, um, Chris you were pretty good. I, got, I mean, I know you don't have a Sounds mic. Insane. Sounds Insane was yeah, here. Yeah, he's he not was. on the team, but he's family. No, he was. Um, so it was, they, they shared their ideas on uh, commitment, compatibility, how to keep the fire alive, and they also told a lot of jokes. Yeah, they um, told lots of jokes. The woman's version was more... Yeah, the version, the women's version, they were very serious. They were all about what was going on. The guys were like playing the whole time. Yeah, I think they were. Little, I think they were nervous to be told. But you yeah. think the guys were nervous? Yeah, about T- telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So we also spoke about ma- um, mahogany, <laughs> monogamy, and then a lot of different other things. So, Simone, what do we have in the zenden today? Um, today the, the show is about manifesting prosperity and what does prosperity mean to you? We're going to really tap into not just our belief systems and talking about the, the spiritual aspect of it, but also, um, we're going to learn a lot of tips and how we could shift our, our beliefs. You know, so we, sometimes we have these limited beliefs on being prosperous and how we can begin to shift that dynamic. We're also going to learn how to earn and respect our worth. And what are some best practices in keeping it coming and managing our finances? Yes, and we have a, a regular who's back in the, back on the set again. Her name is Shani Curry Saintville, and uh, she is the the queen of purse empowerment. She's the author <laughs> of um, a book called Purse Empowerment, uh, which is ten things every woman should keep in her purse. She's been on the show several times. She's amazing. Really? She she's she really needs like her own TV show. <laughs> Truth be told, she looks like a, a news a news anchor or something. 
We also have Adam Alvarado from Edward Jones as a financial advisor. And so we welcome you guys to the show today so we can speak about the prosperity. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a moment to meditate and find our Zen. Om. Simone Kelly of Own Your Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power radio network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. And today we're talking about manifesting our prosperity. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> All right, today in the house, we in the Zen Den. Yes, the Zen Den. We have Shani Curry St. Bill. Welcome back. Welcome. Thank Shani. you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and we also have um, Adam Alvarado from Edward Jones, financial Thank advisor. Thank you. I'm excited yes. to be here. Thank good, you guys good. for coming. So tell us briefly about what you do, just a couple of you know sentences about what you do, how you help people. Um, I'm Shawnee Curry Stainville. I'm an author of a book called 10 Things Every Woman Should Keep in Her Purse. It's a basic finance guide. Um, it can serve as a booster for people that are just really bad with their budgeting. Um, it will serve as just having some base level conversation as it relates to financial literacy. So if money is not something that you typically understand, this is definitely a very quick, easy, how-to, literal pocketbook to read. It's called 10 Things Every Woman Should Keep in Her Purse. So my passion is about helping people create financial goals and creating a roadmap for them to achieve them. Money is just not, you know, mathematical. It's really emotional. Mm -hmm. So I like to work directly with my clients to help them be able to connect the dots between, you know, why are you wasting so much money? Or, you know, why do you continue to, you know, purchase things that are not going yeah. to work out for mm -hmm. you in a favorable way? Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. That's what my passion is. Um, my demographic is typically women between the ages of 25 and 50. Um, people that are just starting out to manage their money, someone who just got out of college, and then those that are getting ready to get out of the end of it, kind of looking at, okay, this is what I want my mm -hmm. retirement to kind of look, feel like. Mm -hmm. So that's me. I'm Shawnee. Nice. Thank you. What Beautifully. <laughs> so my name is Adam Alvarado. I'm a Series 7 licensed financial advisor with oh, wow. Edward Jones. Um, not an easy test, by the way. I was going <laughs> to say, what's yeah. Series 7? Yeah. Oh, very official. It was, it's a six-hour test. If oh, you want to know God. about this, you know, let me know when you have a six-hour uh, tele you know, radio <laughs> telethon. telethon or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to take a page right out of Shawnee's book. She said it beautifully. 
You know, I kind of take the same approach with educating people on their investments and their retirement money, how to build their wealth. Mm -hmm. So in the future, today we're working, we're all making income, mm -hmm. but at a point in our lives in the future, there's a point where income stops. We don't get any check in the mail anymore. So my job is to build a strategy to get you from A to B right there and keep that income coming at the end of the, at the, end of the day. So I pride myself on education, keeping things on a layman's terms, just, you know, you know, easy to understand level. We that's need that. that's we what need I that. do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my my demographic demographic is very similar to Shawnee's. Um, mm -hmm. Probably a little bit older, pre-retiree, hardworking women. Um, you know, women tend to understand. They wanna they wanna be educated and they wanna be a part of of the of the work that you do. So, Wonderful. thank you for having me. Thank you guys for joining us. So let's go ahead and jump right in into how we can manifest our prosperity. So we all know that, you know, prosperity isn't all about money or just the, the tangible things. So with that, how, what does prosperity mean to both of you? That was a great question. Because, you know, the good thing about it is that prosperity, as you achieve one goal, mm -hmm. you want to achieve another one. So mm -hmm. your prosperity desire is always evolving. You know, it's mm -hmm. always remanifesting itself because you may achieve one thing as it relates to a dollar amount that you say that you wanted to save. Or you say, hey, I want to own another property. Mm -hmm. Or you say, I want to get out of debt. Whatever it is. So you're always constantly evolving. Um, the place where I'm in, I have two younger children. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I always mix their ages up because their birthday is always coming, seems like. <laughs> right, Simone? Yeah. Um, and the most important part of my prosperity is be able to position my children so that they can live out a life that is centered around their passion. I don't want my children to have to necessarily go to someone's job and, mm -hmm. you know, do something that they may not enjoy. So it takes someone to go ahead and position them so that they can do that. So that is what prosperity is for me, being able to position my children so that they can live out the life that they truly deeply desire mm. and be able to maintain my own while I do it. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I think my take on prosperity is summed up in one word. It's your outlook, your mm -hmm. outlook on your life, your outlook on your situation, your outlook on your goals. And again, it evolves just like Shani says, it consistently changes. What is your outlook? How do you define success? Mm -hmm. Simply it's your outlook and how you, how you feel about a certain situation. Right. Yeah. I think, um, it's not yeah like 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 you guys are saying it's not always about money. I mean obviously I looked it up just now and um the definition in the dictionary.com says um prosperity is related to um successful flourishing thriving condition especially in financial respects and good fortune. Right. However, look at it this way, if you're a millionaire and your health is failing, what happens? Right. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you if you're if you're a millionaire and you have horrible relationships, none of your no, nobody talks to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like what's the point of, of having Being all of this right. if yeah. you're not you're not prosperous right. in all levels of your life. So you want it to be balanced and look at how your life can be. Um, well, it's a holistic thing. Exactly. Right. It's a right. And approach. interesting that you would bring that up about a millionaire who doesn't have any health. And usually we like to look at things from that perspective. It almost brings me back to um, with my mother. And my mom would always say to me, you know, parents say this to their children all the time. Well, you better be glad you have this. Oh, you better be glad you have that because yeah. you ain't even got to have that. It would right. kind of be like the conversation. And it probably went on for probably like the first seven years of my life. And then I got older and then I would be like, you know, well, you know, I 
what about the people that are not living under the bridge? Why do I yeah. have to continue to compare myself to them? <laughs> yeah. So at some point, you want to be able to look up, you know, as it relates to. So there's also a millionaire who may have poor health, but there's also people that may, you know, be the greatest artist alive and they don't have any money. money. They can't sustain right. themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a good idea to be balanced, balanced you know, be balance. able to have like a level of balance because no, it's not fun to be a millionaire and have bad health, but at least you'll be able to stabilize yourself, probably get some better medicines. But then if you're this artist, artist who just lives out your life totally and completely from a creative space, then, you know, if you get sick, you may not even be able to go mm-hmm. to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of balance with this mm-hmm. prosperity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about that as far as belief systems, because I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, and you were talking about things that your mother put in your, your head mm-hmm. and ingrained in you. So almost every book I've read on prosperity or, you know, just getting your finances together talks about a belief system. So want to ask you guys, how important do you think having a belief system is in order to manifest what you want in your life overall? You know, finances obviously is number one, but in general. I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. No, I, 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 I know where you're going with it. Okay. Um, belief systems, the, the thing about belief systems is sometimes those are the very things that can keep us exactly where we are. That's the unfortunate part about it. For instance, if you have a belief system that say, okay, everybody who puts money in the stock market is going to lose it. You know, So you never want to challenge yourself to learn anything about the stock market. You don't want to get involved with stocks. You don't want to get any information about investing because you have given yourself a belief system. Uh, people that say things like money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, money does actually grow on trees. You know, <laughs> where's that tree? You know, I mean, in a real sense, it, it actually does. It's paper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of the times, you know, just rebuilding over some of those things that will put you into a box about what it is that you're unwilling to do. Mm-hmm. Always be willing to challenge yourself as it relates to these beliefs. These belief systems be some because sometimes they could actually be the barrier against yes. your process. Prosperity. So be really like, you know, biblically, you know, there's a principle in the Bible that says money is the, for the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, people have that thought process, right. you know, people money who have money, evil. they're evil, they're yeah. this, they're evil. There's all these thoughts about evil. So sometimes your belief systems can remove you away from being able to achieve any prosperity. I mean, we can go on and on about right, this, right. especially yes. when we're talking about from a philo- philosophical yeah. position, how people right. kind of, you know, put thoughts into their mind, you know, good people are not supposed to have money you know there's so many different things and then sometimes it's the silence in your head that makes it most difficult some of my clients I actually have them to write down some of the crazy things that they think about money Uh you know because that's really their problem I mean why they keep going to the store and buying stuff and buying stuff that they don't need is not really the problem it's the thoughts that takes them in the store in the first place the fact that you know if I buy this maybe I will feel better no you're not going to feel better maybe temporarily yeah temporarily you know even one of my clients I just sat there and said you know do you you know do you you're like what okay so why are you wasting so much money because i get you know because i i get bored wow and i say oh you get bored and said and, and i'm a little sad i said so let me ask you a question are you sad and bored or are you bored because you're sad which one is it which one of these are you you know which <laughs> what one. are you medicating exactly <laughs> you know tell me which one and then just asking them the questions can functionally get mm-hmm. them to make some better decisions but i'll let adam talk about mm-hmm. some of the philosophies just from a financial standpoint separate from you know the emotionalism yeah. of it you know i think i think you have to step back whenever you're talking about belief system it's it's all the core is education just like uh, shani was saying you just, you just have to re-educate yourself you need to get to the point what is the question 
you know what's what's the disturbance what's the distraction there and then from there you can kind of you can pinpoint where you need to start that that's it that's it and you need to, you know you need you can find out what you need to define you know where where the misconceptions are where the misnomers are and then from there you can start starting from the ground up and just re-educating yourself and this could this could go across oh, yeah. you know any any Religious topic background, really exactly yeah. well, one of the things I noticed um, with myself and, and with clients is when we're not paying attention to certain things yeah. or we're not like you know in the moment of being present, things fall apart. They do. So one of the things I like to do when I when I coach is I ask people what's working in your life, what's not working in your life. Give them like a journal exercise, mm-hmm. and especially related to finances, to look at that. I mean, you will wake up, you'll go, oh my god, that's what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't realize it. Like when you don't pay attention to your money, um, that's when at least. For me, that's when things fall right. apart. The problem yeah. is, is that we're we're getting bombarded by constant information. Right. Oh, yeah. The news is constantly out there reminding us of all the negativity yes. around finance, around the world, around you know. Stop what, watching the news. That's what have you? No, Thank you. Gonna, you start right there. That's yeah. Yeah. a whole lot of money. That's yeah. it. Oh, I yeah. stress. Yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> My mama told me in, when I was a kid, turn off the TV, go play outside. Oh yeah. And <laughs> as adults, we need to do that as yeah. well. Right, turn right. off the, the TV, TV and go make your own decisions. Yeah. yeah. That's of having so everything it's, you. like you were saying, um, Simone, you were talking about people just not really being present, you mm-hmm. know, just not really knowing what's going on. And I think when they have the opportunity, rather if you decide to work with someone either either digitally, you know, mm-hmm. or you want to meet with a financial advisor or, or or you want to meet with someone in your own town or whatever the it is that person should challenge you to ask you, you know, why are you doing this with your money? And that's probably one of the biggest questions. Like I sit with people that let's say they're getting ready to retire. They're probably going to retire. I have this one client. She's getting ready to retire probably within the next four years. Mm -hmm. She has $14,000 in her retirement fund. She drives a BMW. Okay, the BMW, the total transportation cost. I look at total transportation cost. It costs her thirteen hundred dollars to get in her car because she has a car payment. She has to put gas in the car and she also has to put insurance on that car. So it costs her thirteen hundred dollars to get somewhere and drive somewhere. Now, this is someone who pours thirteen hundred dollars. You know, I'm not going to say down the drain because you do need to have transportation, but you can definitely reallocate those funds so that they can be better used, especially when you only have fourteen thousand dollars in your retirement. See, that's when the conversation becomes functional. Now, so if she goes over and sees someone like Adam, they're going to tell her, you know, how to, you know, maybe get rid of that and you can probably start putting more money in your savings account why not i tried to get her to sell it several times you know sell it and then that way you <laughs> that, put money. That, let, let it go let's just go just let <laughs> yeah. it go right and that's pro- that's what the financial advisor is going to tell her but me what i wanted to have the conversation is because what will happen is if people don't really deal mm-hmm. with their money habits yeah we can get them to sell the car but they're going to do something else that's going to replace that because mm-hmm. they're nursing something that is not right. being dealt with yeah. so in the end of it, I had her to do this activity, a long, 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 long activity that ended with, okay, so why did you buy this car in the first place? Mm-hmm. Knowing the situation that you have, knowing your income, knowing all this stuff, why did you do this? Goes back to a sibling rivalry <laughs> with her and her brother. Wow. It sounds preposterous, of mm-hmm. course, but these are real things that people are mm-hmm. dealing with because they weren't dealt with in childhood. So here mm-hmm. they are in adulthood, still dealing with a sibling rivalry. My brother has a Benz. He has a Mercedes oh, Benz. And, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, with the yeah, Joneses and not really wanting broke. to feel less and not wanting to feel all of these different things, you know, just trying to find these compensating factors. So once we were able to deal with that and, and once I was able to just say to her, okay, now that you have this car, do you feel better than your brother? And? 
What did she say? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So good. So now, once we deal with that, and once we realize and we can seek into the mental space that no matter what I buy, Mm -hmm. it's not going to make me either be better or worse than my brother. Mm -hmm. So it was just the functionality of bringing that experience together. So then when she goes over to Adam to do some investing, she's not always constantly taking money out of the investment that they put inside, nursing all these crazy Mm -hmm. ideas, you know? That's right. Did Love you get her to sell the car yet? No. Oh, <laughs> but because she would not sell the car, I I, I didn't want to be her. Um, I no longer oh, wanted her as a client. Oh, wow. Yeah, I no longer wanted her to be my client. Because sometimes what happens, even when people are paying for your mm-hmm. services to come to you, a lot of the times people are coming to you for more medication. Yeah, they right. just want to sit in your lap, sit in your face, and get some level of pity. Right. Well, I want to be helping people out there, you know, that's going to be doing something. So they can say, you know, Shani helped me sell my car. She helped me do this. She helped me save more money. Right. So that is a client that I actually let go because she didn't want to step into prosperity. Right. She wanted to continue to go into the revolution, the evolution of just spinning out of control. And mm-hmm. I was not going to watch that. She wasn't coachable. She was not and coachable. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You can fire your clients. Yeah, you can <laughs> say, okay. Now, Adam might not be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, poor Adam. I can be very selective. Yes. <laughs> you can tell him you're booked until next, yeah. next uh, season. Yeah, yeah. right. 2017. Yeah, so that that is yeah that that's one of the things. And people, you you know, and that's one of the things is that people can't necessarily just talk about mm-hmm. what it is that they want. Especially me, I can fill that client with the I can spill that space with another client that mm-hmm. wants to say exactly. because the better that I do with my clients, the more clients I'm going to attract. I don't need somebody that's just sitting in my lap paying me money for what that doesn't yeah. work out. I need you to change. I need you to adapt. I need you to be prosperous. That's mm-hmm. a walking advertisement. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anything else on belief systems? Shawnee sure is passionate. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling her passion. I love her. I'm like, that's yeah. That's why she always gets called back. Yeah. We love it here. Oh, that's it. Oh, man. Come on, man. So we need some points. We got to have some points so people can have some take-homes. I know you got some take-homes, Adams, and mine's are probably we're, we're, longer we're not, than you. The show's not over. Oh, I thought y'all was supposed uh, to kick us out. No. Oh. <laughs> we got a whole nother 20 minutes, girl. We're going to commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back. So, uh, we'll be back after these messages in our Zen Den. And this is Sean, and we are the hosts of the TMI Radio Show. Our radio show is designed for you to create the results you want in your life now and live the life of your dreams. Check us out on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Own Your Power Radio. no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Gotta believe in
we are back on the Holistic Healing Hour. And before we went to break, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling right in there. Yeah, I'm like, slow down. <laughs> suave. <laughs> Is that how you say it in Spanish? Suave. Suave means smooth. What does suave mean? Suave means smooth. I don't know. Calmate. Somebody told me suave means slow down. Suave. Yeah, yeah. Suave, maybe slang. Suave is more like laid back. Yeah, yeah like, like yeah, chill, 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 chill. You can see somebody telling chill. me that suave, suave. Yeah, suave, tranquila, but... tranquila. Okay, <laughs> that's another tranquil. Girl. Yeah, I get that word. All right, back to the show. Well, it's <laughs> right, from right. tranquil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that's it? Yeah, it is. Oh, hold on. Wait, let me do my translations real quick. <laughs> All right. So before we went on the um on the break, we were talking about beliefs and how. They keep us kind of stuck in this mindset when it comes, well, basically to anything but particular prosperity. So how do we begin to shift those belief systems? How do we change the mindset, like for you when a client comes in? How do you help her or him uh, move from their beliefs and like opening up their minds? Okay, um, one of the things is, is let's say, let's say I have a client. Let's say I have a client and um, let's say Adam would send me a client. Mm -hmm. And let's say that client is, um, they have a lot of wealth, but what keeps happening is that they continue to ask for more money after they have set up a mutual fund that's mm -hmm. giving them a certain amount of money every month, right? And he kind of notices this about them. You know, they always need more. Let's say their monthly would be maybe about $2,500, right? They'll start out saying $2,500. And then, and they get this little thing every month. And then by the end of the month, they'll actually end up taking $6,000 out. Ooh. Okay? So the plan that he has put in place for them begins to fall apart because mm -hmm. they're taking more money out than what they have set up and said that they were going to do over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So what that client needs to do is they need to have a conversation where they start talking about why do you know before I go to the bank what's happening that makes me want to do more withdrawals than I set out to? One, do I need to adjust the amount of money that I initially said? Right. Because maybe twenty five hundred dollars is really not enough, realistic, right? Yeah. It's not realistic. I can't really live off that. That's a dumb number. Let's figure mm -hmm. out okay. So then also look at that person's budget. And we kind of look at that person's budget and see what they're spending. Ah, uh, do you really have to go to the spa seven times a mm -hmm. month? You know, can we reduce that so that you're doing two? That may solve a little bit of problems because that'll put a little bit in their bank but let's say that person just travels on the whim too you know they feel a lot of pressure they like i'm out i'm out of here yeah i'm done you know i'm done i ain't got to deal with this i'm yeah, take yeah. my retirement do whatever it is that i want right and so what they would then is have conversations i would have them to begin before you call adam and ask him hey i need to do an emergency withdrawal i need to do extra money out of this account what i would start having them to do is before you do that What's going on? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? What's making you feel this necessity of doing this? You know, have them to start che ch checking in it because a lot of times when people have belief systems, they don't even know that it's their belief systems that's running yeah. them. They right. don't know that. You know, when you go into the mall and you look at a pair of shoes and you feel like I just got to have the $90 shoes over the $40 shoes, yeah. you know, there's a, what's going on there. And it's okay if you can afford that, but if it is constantly getting you into a hole, then you got to kind of look at it again. Let's say me. If I'm going through um, financially within a month and I'm an entrepreneur, so my income goes up and my income goes down, it fluctuates based on commission structures, all these different things. Mm. But let's just say I'm having a horrible month and I'll start looking at what I'm saying about my own money. How do I feel? Like, for instance, I might think about what kind of things have I said about my clients? You know, mm -hmm. I'll start tracking some of the stuff that I'm saying. Um, 
maybe I may be dealing with something of my own frustration that's kind of making me feel like, well, I'm just not going to make no money this month. Right. You know, all these clients are just, you got to be mindful of the stuff that you're saying. You got to be mindful of the stuff that you feel. Now, you can't necessarily resist this stuff. You got to pay attention to it. So if you, are you one of those people that's constantly saying things like, you just got to track your language. Mm -hmm. Start listening to what you say to yourself and then you, it'll just make you a better manager of your money because you're starting listening to some of the garbage in your head that you say about yourself. Mm-hmm. So if I start seeing a whole bunch of crazy stuff happening, like, oh gosh, I'm going to be late. I'm gonna da, 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 da. And I'm thinking about, okay, what is going on yeah. in here? What is up with my mental mentality? Mm-hmm. Then I start tracking it and then I pull back and then I can change it. So the first way that you can begin to address some of these defunct, you know, <laughs> systems is start looking at your results. Do you mm-hmm. like what's going exactly. on? Yeah. That's a good way to say, maybe I shouldn't be following this because this just ain't going to work. Not it's yeah. not working. So look at what you're doing. And that's how I would start saying, if you're not going to deal with someone professionally, but you don't like what's going on in your life as it relates to your spending, as it relates to the money that you currently have, start looking at some of the things that you're saying, start looking at some of the things that you're feeling and begin to pull out of it slowly, step by step, track your language. I love I love what you're saying because it sounds to me, you're way more than just a financial yeah. coach. You're, you're you're almost like a life coach. Right. You're, you're talking law of attraction. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. People need that. Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you got to say? So, Adam? well, you know, I think a lot of times people need to to kind of jump into the analytics of it all too. You know, mm-hmm. on top of changing your brain, changing your mindset, trying to feel, you know, look at the the emotion around what you're doing and your behaviors. You also have to put pen to paper sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it yes. it helps to just stop what you're doing and start to track what's going on in your life. You know, sometimes we don't we don't we don't realize. No. How many times we're swiping that card, yeah. or how many times we're headed down to the to the club, and how much, how many drinks we are <laughs> actually buying? Uh-huh. Why are you talking I about us? I heard some I stories. Yeah. Well, we we don't buy our own drinks. I'm trying to personalize the situation no, right here. I don't no. drink either. I drink, I drink diet coke. So. I'm so, sorry. You I'm know, taking it personal. Go ahead. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah no. Some sometimes um, uh, habits become, you know. Yeah. Real. Practice make perfect. Practice yeah. becomes make, habit, yes. and it's unfortunate. And before you know it, your $2,500 a month that you're spending, all of a sudden it starts to double, starts to triple before you reel it. So sometimes I try to help people pull back mm-hmm. and just itemize. Get a budget. What's going out? Where are you spending your money? Pull all of your statements. You know, Get a piece of paper. Excel spreadsheet, whatever's you know you're most comfortable with, mm-hmm. and just put pen to paper first of all. So, do you yeah. find people being dishonest when it comes to them exposing their financial uh, habits and stuff like that when yes. they come to you? <laughs> I oh, do, and yeah. I'm sure Shani really? does. Oh yeah, like oh, they'll yeah. say they'll say like this is the thing that I like to do with my clients. I'll sit down and I'll say, hey, let's do a basic budget, right? So we'll let them tell me exactly what it is that they're spending. We'll say, what are you what are you spending? What do you spend on clothes? Oh, I spend about fifty bucks. <laughs> um, how much you spend on food? going out ah oh, we don't go out to eat we never go out to eat um uh what about um entertainment entertainment man we don't have time for that around yeah. here okay cool <laughs> so we go through this we go through this and we let i let them do that first right <laughs> and then i'll say okay let's go ahead and look at your bank statement 
And interesting enough, right, is what's so interesting and what's so astounding to me is someone in their mind thinks that they may only shop at $50 a month, but you look at their bank statements and they've actually spent not just just totally wrong, but when you're talking about in your mind you spend $50, but you actually spend $700, that is something, yeah, that's a scary discrepancy. We're not talking about, no, I don't do that, and then maybe you spend maybe $80. 80 bucks that's $30 over but in your mind you think that you're not buying anything mindlessly you're not doing any shopping in your mind you really convince yourself Mm -hmm. that you know oh this this same family that I worked with in their minds they said um no we don't go out to eat (laughs) bank statement set (laughs) (laughs) you went out to eat $963 (laughs) you know $900 and that's a very real example people don't either they don't realize it or they're not being true to themselves and when you're not being true to yourselves you're you're wasting our time as professionals Mm -hmm. and you're wasting your own time so if that's that's rule number one just be honest because if you can uncover what's going on truly then you can start to make a plan to fix it well yeah being honest just knowing that you have somebody like you guys holding someone accountable helps Mm -hmm. a lot like my accountant sure she'll look at my like that she helped me get over my starbucks addiction i'm still working on it but it's not as well <laughs> yeah. but she was like starbucks 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 she was looking down and looks like what the hell like yeah. you know do you know and she she actually when she did like a whole month's where she said do you know you spent xyz on yeah. starbucks i was and she said you could have put that in a mutual fund yeah and i was like oh good point yeah. and separate from that <laughs> if you notice in ways that you can control yourself and ways that i even control myself <clears> because <throat> certainly i'm i learned to control that's the thing you learn that when you have failures they're just there to teach you about mm-hmm. who you are that's what they are they're just telling you about your behaviors and telling you they tell you they actually your failures tell you the lies that you tell yourself you know, they just take yes. a pill off of them and tell them. Yeah, so when you sit there and you say, oh, no, I, I, I don't go to Starbucks. I don't look at Starbucks. Then you look at your bank statement. So you say, okay, how can I begin to pull back from this? So for me, like, for me, like, I have my two children. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my husband. I have all these things I have to do, da 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 all this stuff. So sometimes sneaking in that bit of coffee is just the one little thing for me, right? But if I sneak it in so much, you know, if I sneak it in $5 mm-hmm. a day, that's $25 a week. That's 25 times four. For that's $100, $100 a month, $100 times 12. That's $1,200 that I spent <laughs> on, you yes. know, on coffee. What else could I have done for that? So what? how I can do is I don't completely just take myself out of the equation and say I'm not going to drink any more mm-hmm. coffee. That's a joke. It's a lot. You've been drinking coffee. You drink $1,200 worth every year. So now all of a sudden you're not drinking any. So what you do is you say, okay, well, I'm going to spend $25 on coffee. You go to Starbucks and you get yourself a $25 gift card. When that's done... You're it's done. Over. Okay? I like that idea. You're yeah, that's done. Smart. That's right. Another I thing is, a gift card for my birthday if you summer. find that you're a huge waster <laughs> and you find that, you know what, you just, whatever, whatever area in your life that you find that there's like a complete amount of waste, you know, mm-hmm. just start using cash for that. Don't even touch your debit card. For me, for a long time, debit card that's was a so bad hard. place for me. Debit card was a nasty place for me because for whatever reason, the money just didn't seem real. You understand? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just felt like it was somebody else's money. And you just keep on you swiping. just keep on swiping <laughs> until, they, until they do that. <laughs> and you be like, uh, let me, let me, let me get that coffee. And they like, uh, no. And then you're faced with like the frustration of, did you just decline a four dollar transaction? <laughs> like that just happened to me, not me. You know, I have money coming. I have from money coming in. <laughs> I have multiple sources of income. What are you doing? So what? And then how you bring yourself back to that, to that failure, and to the emotionalism of all these different things? Because now you start feeling really bad because it's like, oh, I cannot afford four dollars. You know, four dollars and ninety one cents of dang on coffee now you're mm-hmm. feeling pretty
crazy. So the way that you protect yourself is one, you go ahead and you look at your failures. You look at those behaviors. If your failures are surrounded around repossession, if your failures are surrounded around you know, putting loans yeah. against your retirement no, fund. Mm-mm. You know, that sounds crazy. Yeah, I'm like, but that sounds crazy. Yeah, people do that. You understand? I think a lot of people tend to really live outside of the, their means. I mean, a lot of us do that. Yeah, it because just, people don't know their means. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's why. They don't know their means and they don't know their end. So once you define your means and define your end, then you can start, you know, dealing better. I would talk all the time. So most told this story a whole bunch of times. I was in college. I would buy a $39 McChicken. What? So I would spend fake money on fake chicken and just be pissed off because it cost me $40. It only cost a dollar, but when that overdraft came, it was, it was, a, it was, $40. <laughs> it was a $40 fake chicken. I was like, what do you, you mean you a like, chicken? A big chicken for $40 me. used to be on the dollar menu, girl. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. no, but that's what, what happened. I was spending wow. $40 on that big chicken because the money just didn't seem real. So that's when I would start carrying cash. Ca- carrying cash makes money more real to yeah. me. When you that's look right. in there, you put $100 in your wallet. You get at the end of the month, You at the end of the week, you only got $25. That's going to tell you something is going on. Stop spending money. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's not necessarily stop spending money. It's really about creating a plan for your money. It's not about not spending the money, just figuring out how can I have the life that I want and still be able to save for the life that at some point this income is not going to be coming right, in. Right, right. It, it's modern day makes it so easy for us to live outside the means. Mm. You, you said it right, um, Monica, for sure, because credit cards are so accessible. We don't see it. We don't see the damage. We don't see the numbers. Yeah. You don't look at your receipt. You're not saving receipts and itemizing no, those at the end I'm of the month. Nobody balances their checkbooks no. anymore. Nobody right. does that. They rely yeah. on the card. They rely yeah. on the card. And you're getting all these offers. The minute you walk into a college campus, you're getting all these offers mm-hmm. to open up credit cards. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's The only evil. thing I can say about the way the new systems work is that I like how, and I don't know every bank account, but I know um, like Wells Fargo, TD Bank, a few of those banks, they, they have the breakdown of, you spent, you know, 20% on groceries or mm-hmm. you spent on gas and car, you know. And even like, the, what, what programs do Mint. you guys recommend? There's Mint. Mint.com. Yeah, Mint. Mint I like Mint. Like I'm really good you. with Mint. What is that? Mint.com is basically an app where it'll track all your expenses. It'll track all your expenses for, you know, within the month or they have them quarterly. So it's a really good tracker for you yourself. Can, you connect all your, your bank accounts. Yeah, you can it. connect all even your bank PayPal. accounts. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the thing is about some of us Gen Xers and um, tech not techie people is that, you know, we go from one technology functionalism right. to the next. Sure and it's on. still the same drug, you know? I mean, the Mint.com <laughs> looks the same way that the one on Wells Fargo that yeah, they see in your right, bank and right. it looks just like that thing that they see yeah. you in the mail and you look at it and you but close I, it up. I, I like that. I think they send you alerts or reminders or something. For yeah, when you may be over yeah. and yeah. things yep. like that, yep. which are, which is really great. Right. Which are which are all which I'm all for for mm-hmm. for people that are you know that are in a good place. But if you're not in a good place, you kind of just gotta do some rehab on yourself. Mm-hmm. And to do some level of rehab, just start carrying cash, setting amounts. Say, this is what I'm going to spend for food. This is what I'm going to spend on going out. Just start sending that, and then no matter where you are, just save what you can. Mm-hmm. Start there. That's a base-level conversation. This is actually one of my my, my next questions, so okay, answering good. it. Be- best practices to manage yep. our finances. So yep. definitely both of you share that. Yeah, good. The cat. Okay, mm-hmm. let me ask you. Um, with the envelopes, are you putting them in the envelopes? Like, this is for the yes. car, this is for gas? Yes. For- 
Yes. So those people that may be there, not everyone is in that place. Not everybody is in that money place. But for those that are just starting out and that need to just kind of look, you know, when you look at your bank statements and you're just looking at just how much waste, then you need to go back to cash. Mm -hmm. You need to just take yourself off the car. It's a drug for you. It ain't no good. It's not going to work out for your retirement. (laughs) It's not going to work out for your life. And then, you know, once you look at just how much you're wasting, how can I reallocate this so that this Mm -hmm. money can start working for my life in a more effective manner? manner but everybody's not there yeah. Yeah. Adam. so a couple of <laughs> so she's a newscaster yeah back to you Adam. <laughs> that was flawless yeah. <laughs> reporting in from cnn yeah. adam and shawnee yeah so a couple of so a couple of take takeaway points is number one yes budget put pen to paper pen to paper budget itemize what you're doing what's going in what's going out that's number one. That's going to give you that kind of that roadmap. Number two, and Shawnee would agree, you got to set up an emergency fund. What that means to you is probably about four to six months of your expenses. I like what to call it, it opportunity expense. fund, though, because I don't like to mentally set myself up for emergency. an emergency. Yeah, yeah. So you can Law call it opportunity, you can call it possibility, but yes, Excellent. I'm I like with that. you. I like yeah, that a lot. So because not all the time are you necessarily playing for an emergency. Mm-hmm. There may be something you freaking, I mean, emergencies happen less than opportunities. Yes, you know, you get you have more opportunities than freaking failures all the time, you know? So at least having some money <laughs> set to failures. the, you know? Sounds you actually have money <laughs> available. You have money available if you want want to go ahead and invest in a property or you yeah. want to go ahead and sure, put sure. more money so yeah okay yeah, I, I like that no, that's a good point so some sort of bucket of money liquid cash yes. that's out of your sight out of mind that you need to build up at least four to six months so in case something happens in case an opportunity pops up that you just can't you can't walk away from I like that Number three is, is, I think is very key, is take free money. So this is kind of diving into the investment side. Take free money. If, you work for, if you're fortunate enough to work for a company that gives you a 401K and they match that 401K, for all it means, please take it. <laughs> Just do it. 1%, you're not going to see it out of your paycheck. Yeah. It's a pre-tax avenue. It gets that money out of sight, out of mind, and it's putting it away. And before you know it, it rolls up. So that's 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 definitely key. Number, number four, last is um, just kind of reducing your debt, reducing expenses. Get rid of those credit cards. Change your mindset and start using cash, just like Shani said. Wonderful. That's right. So how can you guys help our, our clients? Uh, I mean, you me, my, our clients. I'm already going into business with you guys. <laughs> help, our, help our listeners. Um, just tell us your information so how we, how they can reach you. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Both of you. Um, <laughs> me, uh, you can. If you are listening to some of the things that we're saying and you're just looking for a quick guide, again, my book is very functional and providing some base-level financial literacy for you. It's called 10 Things Every Woman Should keep in her purse you can either get it on my website personempowerment.com or you can get it on amazon it's there 10 things every woman should keep in her purse um additionally if you are looking for digitally that you really are listening to this conversation you're like you know the amount of waste or not separate from being wasteful you may be afraid to kind of take that next step Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with adam and you're definitely there especially if you're in your 25s and your 30s you should be doing some level of investing you know um so i can be reached at PersonPowerment.com. You can find me on Person Empowerment. My name is Shawnee Curry St. Ville, and my email address is Shawnee at PersonPowerment.com. 
Wonderful. Thank you. For Excellent. Coming. And you guys can uh, definitely just go to Edward Jones uh, up in the top right. You'll see search for a financial advisor. Just type in my name, Adam Alvarado, A-L-V-A-R-A-D-O. It'll take you right to my, my page and my contact information. Does it matter if they're in <laughs> South Florida or not? They can be Not anywhere. at all. You can be anywhere Wonderful. in the country. And I'm Monica Gonzalez, yoga teacher and program director of Vastu School of Yoga. If you want to find out more about yoga and you're, south, and you're in South Florida, contact me at 786-239-7883. Again, 786-239-7883. All right. And I am Coach Simone Kelly with Own Your Power Communications. If you want to learn more about our network and all of our coaching services and memberships, please go to ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. And uh, we look forward to having you next week, yes, Thursday, next 8 p.m., yep. uh, Holistic Thursday, Healing Hour. 8 p.m. And we want to thank the, the, give special thanks to the team. Yes, thank you to the Own Your Power <laughs> Chris just winked at me. He's too cool. <laughs> He's like, I got you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is how we do it. <laughs> this is how we do it. Give the, the, the thank you guys hand. for joining us. All Very right. interesting. Until next time. Oh. Oh.
And I 